Hello and welcome to You Like the Worst Stuff. Off the top, it's the sixth anniversary of the release of the Nintendo Switch. Joe Foreman? That means that Joe Haygood has probably reached about six hours of usage on his. Cat <laughs> Riley? We celebrate anniversaries and multiples of sixes now? Only in years when we get a new Zelda. I'm Tony Sadowski, and this is episode 478. The stuff you like is bad. The stuff we like is worse. You like the worst stuff. The pop culturally questionable podcast. Worsting it up since 2011. Press start in three. Two, one. Well, this week in questionable pop culture, no, we're not going to talk about the new Zelda, but we are going to talk about <laughs> a new console platform that launched. Did anybody notice? Uh, uh, a couple people did here and there. I heard about it. Yeah. Scattered. It's uh... PSVR 2. It's here. Woo! That's right. That's right. I couldn't think of what it was. And then it, then it was that. Yes. Yeah, PlayStation VR 2. And and yes, I have it. Hey, Foreman's got one. You have it. I have it, and I don't think it's been particularly difficult for people to get. So um, you're the one. <laughs> this hasn't <laughs> this hasn't been like the kind of thing where GameStop only gets three of them, and they've already been spoken for. Like, uh, I, I I think you can only get it available direct from Sony. Like, you you can't go into a Best Buy, a GameStop, a Target, and buy this thing. Right, like one of those little Bluetooth Super NES controllers. It's hidden yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, this Members is, only. This, this is only direct from Sony, which maybe that's why it's been easier for people to find, because they didn't have to allocate shipments. You just went to the source and got it? I, I don't, I don't right. know. But, um, Who knows? It does sort of raise the question of, well, wait a minute, how are normal people going to buy this thing if, if it's not ah, even in store? Well, normal people? <laughs> they solved that problem last time. Normal people aren't going to buy it. Uh, well, so I've had it now uh, since uh, launch day, so I can And get my, my abnormal uh, friend, how do you like it? Yeah, my... <laughs> My uh, <laughs> my reactions. Um, imagine the the YouTube thumbnail, if you will. Um, it, it it is definitely much improved over the first one. Um, like I was playing No Man's Sky in VR, and I did not immediately feel sick. Okay. So that, that's good. Congratulations. So, right. Whatever they're doing with the eyeballs and the frame rates and the resolutions is obviously much improved because I am actually moving in No Man's Sky with the with the stick, not doing that awful teleport crap that they always made you do in PlayStation VR 1 games because they knew mm. you were going to get sick if you tried to move. Um <laughs> But no, I was actually, you know, doing normal video game movement and jetpacking and looking around and stuff. And I was not, Holy cow. I was not immediately sick and had to go play a game that didn't do that. And, you know, just, just to tie it into the, discuss, the, the Switch launch uh, or anniversary that we mentioned at the top of the show, like, if you had, had held me down and, and told me to wager my, uh, my salary on it, I would have swore to you that... PlayStation VR and Pokemon Go came out after the Switch. And I would have been wrong. Like, both of these things came out, and then the Switch came out. Doesn't it feel like the Switch has been around for, like, 15 years? It's been a <laughs> like, long six years, like, I will kind say. Kind of, that. yeah. yeah like, it's I, been a I, while. I'm like, really? We had PlayStation VR before the Switch? It has like, so... Thoroughly permeated our gaming culture at this point. It's hard to imagine life without it. I get it. 
Um, but other but yeah, than, I mean, God, Pokemon Go has been out for a long, long time. Yeah, and both of those came out like you know just the year before the Switch. So it's not like they were out for ten years and then the Switch. But like, so if it's been six years of Switch, it's probably been three years of Animal Crossing Switch. So that's when I jumped in right, when they right. launched the yeah the New Horizon Switch. And if it's been three years of Animal Crossing Switch, that means it's been two years since they gave up on Animal Crossing. And, and stop <laughs> yeah. stop supporting it. Six years of Switch also means five and a half years of asking for Switch Two. <laughs> so, that's right? Pretty good. Yeah, it's good. That's good. But on PlayStation uh, VR, if you recall, um, uh-huh. other improvements. Uh, it has one giant long cable, so I can sit on my couch and play instead of having to sit on a chair in the middle of the room and play. Okay. Less so that's obnoxious. nice. It's a much longer cable, um, you know, which yeah, hopefully yeah. if your TV is farther away from your sofa, um, as befits your eyesight recommendations from uh, your optometrist. Uh, so that's nice. <laughs> um, it does. It has this neat thing where there's a button, a dedicated button on the front where when you click it, it gives you the pass through video of what you're seeing. Kind of a, a black and white, like crazy security cam vision of the room that you're in so you can right away click a button and see what's around you rather oh, than wow. rather than just still being baked in VR. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. That's all right. Cuz like the, the great thing about, you know, putting on these stupid VR headsets is you put on the headsets and it's like, "Oh god, where are the controllers?" And then you're then you're fumbling you're fumbling <laughs> around like a buffoon trying to find the controllers. Um, so, or, you know, trying to like look under them, look under the headset to try to find stuff. So you click this button and now I can see where I left the, 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 the controllers and whatnot. Um, and speaking of the controllers, I think their battery life is bad, just like every other PlayStation controller for the past 10 years. <laughs> In accordance with the prophecy. I uh, was playing the other night, and I left them on to see how long they would last, and they were dead by the end of the night. Like, I wasn't using uh. them the entire time, but they were dead when huh. I tried to play again hours later. Um, yeah, so five hours battery, maybe? Ugh. Right? right? Like, oh, it's a one-night thing, which is, which is how the stupid new DualShocks are. They're like, you, uh-huh. you, right? Like you use them for a night, maybe two, and then you start get warnings, and then uh, you realize, you know, how far do you want to like Kramer in the car on the highway with no gas with these con- <laughs> with these controllers? Does it come with uh, a an like a, a some sort of dock, or do you have to plug each controller in separately? You would have to plug the controllers into some kind of other um, USB three charger to charge them. Um, it comes with one cable <laughs> that you can use to charge off the PlayStation 5 if you so desire. Or if you're like any other modern person, you probably have six other devices that charge off USB uh, three by USB-C by now. And that's what you have to charge them off of. Um, so it's not great. So It's not great. So you would have to have two separate cables if you wanted to charge both controllers at the same Correct. time. Correct. Correct. What a pain in the butt. Or you have to do what I just finally broke down and did and order the docking station, which charges them. So there's a $50 upsell right there. Um, Bold new world. Yeah. And also, it it didn't come with any kind of, hey, get used to VR, here's your free sample games. Right, the little freebie get used to a tech demo. No, Astrobot? No, nothing. How disappointing. Nothing. Uh. Nothing. No, no. Like, there was a demo disc that you had for the VR1. Um, uh-huh. and, but nothing like that. Um, I guess they just figure, look, we're only selling this to pre-interested parties anyway. Yeah. So yeah, they, I think that's it. They just know that 
they know who has buy-in. So yeah. So I yeah. was watching a friend of the podcast, James Munn, play it on Twitch, and um, I was kind of impressed. I well, he played uh, GT Seven a lot. Okay. Gran Turismo Seven. Every time he moved his head, I'm like, whoa! I think I would definitely get sick if I was. <laughs> playing this yeah it is but, um, it's definitely difficult to watch somebody play it i think <laughs> yeah yeah so does it still do that thing like the psvr one where like um like i could if you had the headset on i could sit and watch your tv watch you play on it yes although it's it's weird about that now there are certain like when a game is launching like the tv uh-huh. is in black and the person inside it is like you know probably you know still going through like their setup because every time you put the helmet on it, it kind of like oh make sure your play area has been established and make sure you're hitting these buttons and stuff like all that kind of stuff like playstation vr the first one had that screen where it would pop up like because because it, it used the camera so uh-huh. during that right. point it would go to that camera view of your living room and so you could kind of see what was going on as somebody was getting acclimated now there's no camera so yeah. this that whole part is now just black on the TV. Huh, <laughs> so weird. that's that's especially <laughs> frustrating when you're trying to, to introduce somebody new to VR and they're trying yeah. to figure out how in God's name they focus this crap on their forehead <laughs> and they're just yeah, like odd. right you just you, you don't know how to help them because you don't know what they're doing what they're seeing they don't know what they're doing or seeing um, so that that that's uh-huh. weird but yes once you get past that you you see what people are doing you get the view on the TV and everybody has a good laugh at. Uh, how goofy you look when when you know somebody's playing in VR, um, but uh, yeah, I, weird about that. Yeah, I was reading on Reddit. A lot of people say the headset slips a lot, and um, some people say it's not quite as comfortable as the first one. Maybe it's heavier. I'm not sure. I but, think um, it's James... it's lighter, but it's it, you you have to make it really tight to have it not slip, which means now your head hurts. Uh, yeah, James said he recommends like a, a like a sweatband, a headband type of thing over your forehead mm. so that when you do get sweaty it doesn't slip that's a good idea yeah because i yeah. have definitely noticed that like it you know slips down on on me a little bit and then whoops that means you're out of focus boneheads because uh-huh. now because you got to get it right <laughs> at that secret spot that sweet little uh millimeter on the bridge of your nose to get it in focus uh-huh. um, and then once it slips now, you're no you wear glasses right? yeah yeah it works over glass does it still fit over your glasses yep. as well yep still does that's good still does that's good yep that's good but yeah so, you um, really got to crank it to make it tight on your forehead it's it's mm. i think the headband's probably a great idea good one james so how are those uh how are those new weird controllers they're cool they, are they comfortable yeah they're fine i mean really you're just okay. holding them like it's the the old move wands um mm. the the buttons are slightly different um I'm never quite sure, like, that ring that you put your hand through, like, does that mean anything? Uh-huh. Is that supposed to sense stuff? Because what what could it be sensing? My, my wrist? Because <laughs> one of the other ones, what, the Oculus or the whoever, they have that same kind of controller that you put your hand through a ring and then hold something. I'm, just, I'm not sure what the... The power of HD wrist. Yeah, yeah, like, how many ice cubes can you count? If you're, <laughs> Do you feel I, the ice cubes? On yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. But then the controllers are cool. They just have a lousy battery life, and uh, it, yeah. it is it is a slight more thing to adapt to because obviously there's no D-pad. They both have analog sticks, as you would expect, and then the usual um, X square triangle circle buttons have been split, so two of them are on one and two of them are on the other. Um, uh. 
So, you, so it's like X triangle on the one and then square circle on the other. So if you're used to finding those buttons, you have to split them in half in your in your mind. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the games all take care of that. And... I'm having a little bit of FOMO, but, uh, you I, know, I think I'm going to wait and see if there's a nice bundle around Christmas. Or yeah, I mean, or... you are $600 richer at the moment. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's considerably more expensive than the PSVR one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it and... is. It is bizarre. It is really expensive and it kind of sucks. And there's. There's only two games that I really want, and the first one is Beat Saber, which isn't even out yet on PSVR 2. It's right. Still, I, right. I need to go back and buy it on PSVR 1 and see if I even like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I just found out uh, this week that um, Ken and Roberta Williams' new game, uh, Colossal Cave, is out, and it's coming to VR. Oh, cool. So, cool. Okay. Yeah, I, our good old uh, friends, Ken and Roberta Williams, from the yeah. King's yeah. Quest games. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize their new game was out already. That's yeah, I awesome. knew it was coming. I didn't realize it was going to be uh, be on VR as well, but yeah. Yeah, they're going to... Yeah. And um, Roberta's uh, designed a nice comfort mode for people who get nauseated in VR, which I really appreciate. Oh, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Beat Saber is quite good, um, but yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. exist on PlayStation VR 2 yet, and I think they've said, yes, they're doing it, but I haven't heard yeah. if it means a free upgrade or a paid upgrade or a just straight up buy the game again like moss kind of a deal uh yeah. all, these games are all over the board on that and i missed out on um ddr because i always heard the mats were too slippery on carpet and that's all i have is carpet so yeah. um and i did play uh whatever the wii dancing game is where you dance with the controllers and i had a little bit of fun with that i played that at a friend's house so I'm looking forward to getting to try Beat Saber. Yeah, no, Beat Saber's super good. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would love it if that had already been there at launch for VR2, because right, we played yeah. a lot of that on VR1. Um, what, yeah. I've, what I've been playing, I got four games. I got Thumper, which apparently I already did own. I, and so I can't I only, imagine uh, most people don't by now somehow. I, I never played it, I'll tell you that. I, I was unaware that I owned it, but I only had to pay a $5 upgrade fee to get it on PlayStation 5. Okay. So I did. And so mm-hmm. but I'd never played that before, so that's been that was that's been really good. And It's a tend- great game, yeah. I, I yeah. can imagine it's pretty intense in uh in VR. It's nice because it's one of the ones you can definitely play while just sitting and you're it's you're you're just oh, playing yeah, it in yeah. 3D, I mean, you I, know. I played it sitting on my couch. It's not, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a big uh-huh. movement game in the way that Beat Saber is or no, I got no. Pistol Whip, which is pretty much kind of like a super hot um plus Beat Saber kind of a game, um but it's just, you know, shooting shooting gallery kind of stuff. Um and Tentacular, which is, you know, my my uh goofy let's just it's just one of those you know physics simulator games where you just throw stuff around in vr and everybody has a good laugh um and i got horizon um call of the mountain full price 60 dollars game and uh, i don't I, I mean i've started it it's cool it looks great um i'm hoping that you know it's a pretty lengthy experience because it is it is awfully impressive um but I haven't, uh, you know, haven't dived too deeply into that one because I was just playing the shorter ones and checking out how No, how no Man's Sky upgraded and whatnot. But uh-huh. yeah, James well, and his son were playing that Pavlov game, and that looked interesting. So oh, cool! That yeah, sword fighting. That yeah. Um. One other question: Does it have a backwards compatibility mode for games that are not upgraded to PSVR two? No. That you could play? No. No. You can't play PSVR one games in PSVR two. Nope. 
Well, I know, right? <laughs> that's and that's terrible. That's the point that I stopped buying PSVR one games. Right. When when they started being sne- sneaky about that. You know, now I got VR2 and I'm going to buy VR2 games. But, yeah, the only only way to play your older games is if you get lucky enough that they do a free update or offer a paid update or do something to update it. You can the, you Or you just keep buy it the again. old headset. Yeah, true. Keep the old one, yes. Which, yeah. I mean, I have the old one, but it's about to go into a box yeah. and never be seen again until right. the estate sale. Into the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess they can bury it with me, I suppose. Move um, over, virtual boy. So that is my, my VR2 Hot from the Presses update. I'm sure Joe Haygood has already ordered his, and he'll never play it. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for the uh, the the Insta report on the hmm. uh, the this brand-new release. It's good to have uh, eyes on Everyone the is talking about Everybody. I can't, can't stop I talking can't. about it. <laughs> uh, I can't go five feet without tripping over somebody who won't <laughs> shut up about PSVR 2. Um, another thing that was huge news this week, Pokemon Presents. Whoa! Big Pokemon video, lots of announcements. Anybody yeah. watch it? What are we excited oh, for? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's great. I love watching these because they always give you updates for all these games that I don't play. Like Unite and, no, yeah, Mas- yeah. and Masters and 40 Cafe billion Remix. downloads. I have never played it. Right. I do not care. I'm not doing any of those. I'm very happy to never play those. So I feel always kind of like, ah, good. I'm not I'm not this weird obsessive who plays every single stupid Pokemon game. Yeah, nah. That, that, nah. That Unite, I, 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 can, I can pretty well skip. Yep. I don't care about any of them. And uh, the only ones that I care about are Pokemon Go and whatever the actual mainline game is of, of the season, which currently is Scarlet and Violet. Correct. Um, which uh, we are getting DLC for that, which is, should be no surprise to anybody. Um, and they have in, added immediately this strange thing where you can have Pokemon Go directly connect to Scarlet and Violet without having to go through the intermediary of Pokemon Home, because all it does is it lets you send postcards from Pokemon Go to Scarlet and Violet, although don't get excited. You're not actually sending anything. You're just telling the game that, oh, yeah, I here's a postcard. Uh. <laughs> You're basically showing it to the game, and then the game changes the patterns on all the Vivions, which are the moths in the game that have different patterns. And that's all it does. It doesn't, like, show you the postcard. It doesn't and <laughs> it doesn't do it. It's really bizarre. It's a really strange Weird. Thing. Weird. Yeah, and then uh. and then the the quid pro quo for that is that the Gimme Ghoul, um, that little little freak, can show up in Pokemon Go after <laughs> after you do that in Scarlet and Violet and connect them. So there's a little back and forth there, but uh, very minor stuff, really. Um, but cute, you know. So, and of course, so the Pokemon we heard about fans are Pokemon, mad. Pokemon Sleep. Uh, Pokemon uh, feels Sleep. like five six years Wait. ago now. But this wasn't a hoax. Nope. This is a real thing. Apparently, it's coming this summer. It's super real. It was, yeah, it was. It was mentioned years ago, and then they never talked about it ever again. But yeah, right? it, it, it's uh, it's just going to be an app that's going to be a, one of those you know things that purportedly you know judges your sleep as you sleep. Right. Which that's always kind of felt like astrology to me. Like how in how in the world does those that if, thing know anything if about it, it? If it functions with my Apple Watch. I'll try it. Well, or you could buy the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. The right, I said what device, I said. But yes, they are offering which... <laughs> a Plus Plus little Pokeball thing that you can sit on your bed. And right. it tweets like Pikachu pillow. and measures your yeah. sleep that way, too. 
I, I guess you can do it without that. Yeah, you, well, it's it, the the video told you to leave your phone, yeah, the app open and leave your phone on your nightstand. Which how would it, it, it doesn't know anything? You. It's on your nightstand. It doesn't know anything. It doesn't know what you're doing. No, it does not. It had no idea what your sleep is like. I I, I question even the uh, the science behind a little stupid sensor under your pillow that oh, yeah. purports to to know how much you're sleeping. Right, I guess it's sensing any kind of movement, sound, vibration in your in your mattress. Yeah, but. a movement sensor, exactly. I guess I still wouldn't quite, but whatever. The, the important thing is that Pokemon Go Plus Plus is fifty five dollars. Eee! Whoa! Yeah, I don't know. Yikes. I'll tr- I, it's going to be another one of those apps that I download and I try it and then I go, this is weird and I forget about it, I bet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, now, wasn't if for- if I can just have my watch on and it reads my sleep data, that's something else. But I don't know. Is this the same little device that works for Pokemon Go when you take a walk? Yes, it, it does that too. So yes, yeah, the okay. Plus Plus will work for both. So yes. that's why they have a ah. new one. That's why it has ah. plus in it twice, whereas the regular plus just works for Pokemon Go. <laughs> ah. The plus plus will work with both of them. And when the first plus came out, I think it was $35. The ri- the little wrist one, you know, because I, I have ah. that for sure. That was $35. But then you could see it on sale. Um, so maybe the plus plus will uh, be just as uh, uninteresting to the general marketplace and will not be $55 all the yeah, time. Yeah, I bet that'll come down pretty pretty short order. <laughs> uh, one thing that it will, will likely never decrease in value in any way is the uh, uh, Pokemon the Card Game Classic set. Oh. And that got a really fancy reveal video and kind of sure made did. me think it looked pretty awesome. It does. It does does it looks so really picture cool in your mind like you know you're one of those people you have like the world's fanciest poker table and like the you mm. know the super high-end chips and the well-designed yeah. like you know the just the top of the line not the crappy little plastic chips or whatever no no no, right. no. you've got clay they are they the are classy they, stuff right they make a sound when you touch them they're great right or, or like a like a really nice like marble chess set right this is the Pokemon card game equivalent of such a thing. Yeah. I can't imagine it's cheap, but the table looks absolutely incredible. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it does look really cool, and then it comes with a bunch of decks, which are reprints of the of uh, a lot of the original card set. Which kids today probably might think that's neat. I still have all those cards about seven feet behind me, so I'm not <laughs> as interested in the cards as I am in the tokens and the little spinny thing with the marble and, and all the stuff that comes with this set. Um, and yeah, it, it's three digits at least. Like two, uh, I oh, think somebody, easily. Some, easily. Somebody saw, I've, um, I don't know if it was a rumor or what, but like the price in yen and, would, and the translated price in yen would come to be about 250 American. Um, yeah. Which is a yeah. lot. And, and the one concern I had was in the video, didn't they show like this unfolding box for the playmat, right? Yeah. Well, it, it from what it looks like in pictures and what I saw people saying that that's not actually what you get. You just get like a fabric mat that looks like that. You don't you don't get the big folding suitcase thing. You get a fabric mat. Huh. That's that's not as cool. Uh. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> then I guess the the folding suitcase box it must be 500. Yeah, yeah, perhaps, right. That's the plus plus version. The pl- right, the, the card yeah. game tabletop plus plus. So I, I will be keeping an eye on that to see if uh, yeah, you know, that's number one, re- it what was the really slick. Is, 
And number two, if if the early reports are right about the playmat, um, because yeah, those those damage counters, the little triangular stacking things, beautiful. Man, I want those. I yeah. want those. Like, well done. I I still buy and play that game from time to time. So having a real nice, classy set like that, that is a uh, that is like a Lord of the Rings Franklin Mint chess set kind of a deal, isn't it? And one thing I thought was really cute. Uh, all all of the uh, the weirdos that they they brought in to be the talking heads in this piece were really really dry and dull. Um, usually are yes. They're yeah, usually very I, I, I stiff thought they were especially this. gray and dreary in this one for some reason. And they brought in at some point a little Pikachu puppet, little I, I don't know, <laughs> it was a puppet or robot or what? It was adorable. More Pikachu puppet. Yeah, it, it it really looked like it was an uh, audio animatronic that was going to be like in a in a the pre-show to a, a theme park ride or something. Seriously, like it, it was really well done. Or, or sitting at the Nintendo New York store and yeah. you know, letting yeah, people yeah. interact with like, it. Like like the greeter waving on the way by like a real Pikachu, y- yeah. you know. Pikachu yeah. you come in. Oh, love it. Yeah, no, it was cute. I would So I'd, cute. I'd, I'd love to know what the deal was with that. Like they couldn't have built that just for this stupid video. No, no, it's got to exist and be have. useful somewhere. It's just yeah, like that's got to be that's really a cool. future reveal. That I would spend the uh, the card game money on. Give me one right. of those things. Right, two hundred fifty bucks for a robot Pikachu to oh, uh, robot Pikachu put out for awesome. trick or treat night. <laughs> Speaking of trick or treat, let's give away a free game. Oh. I've got a great one here. Here we go. I say we're going to give away Monaco. I would love to travel to the area. You know, it's that, it's that little country over there surrounded by France. So, yeah, we're going to give oh, that Who away. doesn't want to be surrounded by France? Mm-hmm. 4-E-X-Q-J-B-Q-D-8-8-W-D-V-V-D. Monaco on Steam, which is a cute little multiplayer heist game. Uh, but like it, its visual aesthetic is like Atari. If you if the, oh, okay. <laughs> kind of put you put you in that mind, yeah. Um, but it's like a little cool. stealth co-op game. Um, nice. And now that we've given away our free game and talked all things PSVR two and Pokemon presents, it's time for one last thing where everybody, each of us, the trio here, gets a chance to show some love or throw some shade at something we just feel like talking about. Cat, why don't you start us off? So I had been talking about how I'd been trying to play Bear and Breakfast and the patch wasn't out and, you know, it was very crashy and everything. Right, right. Finally, finally, Nintendo approved the patch. Hey, and so it, <laughs> it's still very, it's still pretty crashy. But uh, I, I finally was able to go ahead and finish it. I just went ahead and restarted a new game because after a month I had forgotten how to do everything. So I went ahead and started a new game, did much better this time, turned to steady profit early on. And the thing is that when you get to the um, the ending of the game, you, after the ending, you have an epilogue. And the epilogue just takes a very severe turn into a very weird and bizarre game. Huh. All of a sudden, you have gods <laughs> that you're going hunting for. Okay. All right. And then you, you find, like, the third god, and then it, it just leaves you hanging. It just says... The, the the little bear, Hank, that you're controlling, he says, well, what now? And the god says, well, that's up to you. And he just flies off, and that's it. Wow. <laughs> that's exactly how okay. Mass Effect 3 ended. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just like completely bizarre. There's, it's like they wanted to write a second game, and it got canceled, so they shoehorned it onto the end of the first one. Huh? Interesting. That is bizarre. So, Tony, what have you been up to? I don't watch a lot of the big prestige shows. You know, I, you. I, I just it's hard to find time in my my busy metropolitan life to sit down <laughs> and really dedicate the time into the show that's captured the hearts and minds of the the nation, nay, the world. One of these shows that everybody's talking about, I don't often jump in from the get-go. So I'm a little behind, but just last night, my wife and I started that 90s show on Netflix, which is the new sequels follow-up to that 70s show. And uh, we were just scrolling through looking for something to watch, and we're like, meh, okay. And uh, watched <laughs> Let's about, try it. <laughs> yeah, watched about half of the season, and it is exactly what you would expect. It is a follow-up to that 70s show. Eric and Donna <laughs> show up at the beginning. There's cameos by Fez. You know, Red and whatsoever. Kitty are there, of course. And so you're getting all the callbacks for the olds. You got a new cast of uh, spunky kids, uh, one of whom is Eric and Donna's daughter, and another is Kelso's kid, and, you know, whatever, callbacks all over the place. Um, I... It was the perfect sit there and uh, veg out and kind of scroll Twitter filler for an evening. And uh, <laughs> we'll watch the other half of the season whenever we get around to it. But mm. had had more fun with it than I thought. And there, I, going in and having seen just like a clip or two here and there and just, you know, what it purported to be, it had to me kind of one of those – it was a mix of – Netflix brings back that 70s show, but also this kind of Disney Channel sitcom-y kind of feel mm. where everything is a little forced and, uh, you know, just a little overly cheesy, not quite hitting the mark. Is there, a is there a studio audience? There is, I guess, a studio <laughs> audience, or they laugh-tracked it. I don't know. Um, so but it's they like a do regular the old... Regular old three-camera um, yeah, presentation for a it, sitcom. <laughs> they could very easily just pop it up if they wanted to run it on TV as a half-hour sitcom. Absolutely could. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, follows the beats. Red can swear a little more now because it's Netflix. That's about it. Oh, good, good. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, we had fun. Tommy Chong popped up. It was delightful. And um, Of course he did. Yeah, right? He's there. Of course he's still there. I bet and, Danny uh, Masterson yeah. didn't show up. Yeah, eek. we do, we uh, do not talk uh, about Bruno. He never happened. <laughs> nope. There was no hide. Don't know what you mean. Um, <laughs> he was he was never a friend. He was never at the table. He was never uh, No, we we were always only ever hallucinating hide. It's funny. He was okay. never actually there. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. They were high a lot. But they're back in the basement and of course they're doing the spinning around weed thing still and you know New wacky cast of characters. And uh, we'll see if we finish the season at some point, but we enjoyed the five episodes we watched. It was a good time-killing evening, and it did you know, did make me laugh a couple times. As I'm an easy laugh for sitcoms, but I, I did enjoy it because it was aimed squarely at me now being uh, of parenting age and, uh, you know, <laughs> 20 years later. So there you go. It did its thing. Uh, Foreman, what do you got? Uh, the other last episode I mentioned going to New York, and I but I, I never revealed specifically why we went to New York. And uh, uh, myself and my son and uh, our friend Josh, uh, we spent the day in New York to go do the um, Batman spyscape experience. 
um, which the uh, the the worst way to describe this is it is as a Batman themed escape room, but it's not really an escape room. You know, you're not locked in and have to have to do stuff, but it is sort of in that same genre of of experiences. Um, they and, and I heard about it from a, a pal on Twitter, Earl, uh, whose handle is Break a Bone. He, he's a uh, you know based out of New York, and he had gone to this. Um, so I'm like, I looked into it and then, you know, contacted, you know, the only person I know who would ever want to go to New York with me to do a, <laughs> to do a DC comics, uh, walkthrough thing is our buddy, Josh. That sounds um, right. So we, we, uh, you know, they've got, they've got it set up where you download an app ahead of time and in the app, the superheroes contact you, right? And they need you to infiltrate this location, which just happens to be in New York City, right? So then you go to this location in New York City. And of course, this is a ticketed thing. You have to make reservations. You got to pay tickets. Um, and then they have it set up. There are there is some minor performance acting from the attendants on on duty. Most of it is kind of like a, a walkthrough museum kind of, of a thing. But while you're in there, you're getting more texts in your app. And the heroes are like, hey, can you go investigate this over there and let me know what you find? And everybody's experience is slightly different because there's enough stuff in the room that like all three of us were being told to do different things to investigate different parts of the room. And like, I, that was really cool. And then you go through a couple rooms like that and there's a little storyline and, you know, Batman shows up at the end and, you know, thanks you for your help citizen, that kind of crap. Um, and, and then, you know, if you want, the app will keep doing this kind of stuff after you go home and you've got a whole other, more little text adventure kind of crap you can do after, after it to where other characters bother you via text and are talking with you and, and whatnot. Um, and asking you to do stuff to go find the bad guys and, and whatever. So, uh, so it was pretty darn cool. We had a great time as three massive DC comics nerds. It was a constant, like, Oh my God, look at this over here. Oh my God, look Josh, at that over there. The Batman needs you to help him. Yeah, exa that's exactly what This return what line of target is interminable. <laughs> I'm stuck here, but you can there help. There were props, you know, they, they're rebuilding stuff from the comics, and you're like, oh, God, look at this. And it was all pretty, you know, you know, kind of a hands-on experience and big, weird, empty rooms it, taking up a lot of New York real estate that I'm sure could be better used for other things, but... Um, <laughs> But no, it was we we were all we all really really dug it and you know really with because it was about an hour you know uh, and it we could have we could have done that for five hours because that's how how deep into the lore we are, um, but it was a uh, pretty pretty cool pretty neat so Batman nice. Spyscape if anybody wants to do a a strange little uh, walk through and an interactive experience laser targeted at DC Comics fans. <laughs> You know, uh, unrelated to your trip, though, I was excited to see it. We had been planning a, a little escape with the kiddos to New York in a few weeks as well. So yeah. that uh, that sounds pretty darn cool. Yeah, we did all the other stuff, too. We did the Nintendo store. We did Times Square. There, right. you know, we popped you into a couple to. other stores. Midtown Comics. I love going to Midtown Comics because, boy, talk about New York real estate. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's it two. It is beefy. There is two floors of a comic book store right there. In Manhattan, that you know that somebody would pay them six billion dollars for <laughs> to have that have that real estate, and nope, it's a dang comic store. Too I bad. Like it. We it's are, an we actual are... insult to uh, <laughs> to capitalism that it's there, right. and I love it. Too bad we are here and we are selling Funko Pops and Thor statues. Yeah, Too bad. baby. <laughs> 
Oh, but, damn the yeah, man. So, I love that. Yeah, have, have fun in New York. It's great. Been a long time since I've been there. It was good yeah, to be Yeah, geez. Back. I'm excited. Well, golly, everybody. What a show. Hey. Thanks for joining me, everybody. You got it. Good to have you. And I'm sure uh, good Mr. Haygood will rejoin us in the near future on a, on another episode to catch us up on his wacky misadventures. He, he but is so till next time, yeah, he has. He is, he's, he's, he has certainly had only misadventures over the past few weeks. Poor guy. Uh, later on, everybody. Oh, well. But that'll do it for 478. Until next time, we're out of here. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. Say hi at rest.tv slash discord. Follow you like the worst stuff on Facebook or find us on Twitter at the worst podcast. You can support the show at patreon.com slash worst stuff. And thank you if you do. Music provided by Eric Matias of soundimage.org. Until next time, game over. Nintendo Labo VR2 when? You like the worst stuff.